So let's talk about the power of positive brooding. The first time that word brood is used in history, so far as I know, is actually in the Bible, in the very beginning of it, in the second verse of the first chapter of Genesis. Uh, the Message Bible translates it this way. First this, God created the heavens and the earth, all that we can see and all that we cannot see. And the earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. And God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. Now, there is a good kind of brooding and there is a bad kind of brooding. Brooding at its heart meant to conceive or to hatch or to plan. We'll talk about conceiving a child. People will talk about a brood of children or conceiving an idea. We'll save an idea. That's my baby. And it's remarkable to think about the spirit of God at the very beginning, um, brooding over chaos and thinking about what might happen, what might I do, what could get created. And then there's also that negative kind of brooding that is ruminating or obsessing or becoming preoccupied and to brood in that way traps us and makes us stuck. And uh, that's a very unpleasant thing. Now, it's very striking. We all need to have a purpose. We need to have a goal. If you have too many goals, you end up doing that wrong kind of brooding. Um, there's a psychologist, Robert Emmons. He is a follower of Jesus, interestingly enough. He's kind of the guru of research, particularly around gratitude. One of the things he discovered is people have too many goals, they begin to conflict with each other. I want to be super successful at work and also with my family and there's not enough time. I want to have amazing experiences of eating fabulous food and have a body that's in terrific shape. Then what happens if you end up with too many goals and they conflict with each other is first you worry a lot. You start thinking about, well, what's going to happen if I do this and then I can't do that? And then you actually get less done. You might think that by having lots of goals, you will get more and more done. Actually, the average person at any one moment in time has about 150 tasks to do, and that's too many for us. And so um, action gets replaced by rumination. And then the third consequence of too many goals is your health suffers, not just your physical health. You, you become less immune less able to fight off disease, but also anxiety and depression and an inability to be fully present. So you have too much, and then you end up trying to do them too fast. This is fascinating. Uh, uh, in another study, a group of people were asked to uh, project a time frame into the future. The, they were supposed to finish a sentence. Joe was having a cup of coffee in a coffee shop, and he thought about a time in the future when dot, 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 uh, the control group would answer with some point in the future, maybe in a week, maybe even farther away. People who were addicted like heroin addicts only could project about one hour into the future. 
In other words, there is inside of us when we get broken, this demand for immediate gratification. I got to have it right away. I cannot stand to be frustrated. Too much to do, too big of a hurry to do it in. Too much, too fast. So what would you like to brood over today? And I don't mean ruminate, worry, obsess, preoccupation. What would it be like to brood about your day, your life, what you might bring into creation, because we are made in God's image. We are like little image barriers, little co-creators. What would it be like for you to brood over your life the way that the Spirit was brooding over that inky nothingness before bringing forth light and life? And that's why I want to take us now to Dallas Willard's book, Renovation of the Heart, page 219. He is writing about what children of the light look like. So really, you only have to have one goal, and that is to become one of these. A son or a daughter of the light, that is, of God, that is, of goodness. To become a truly good person as God intended you to become. That's the main thing God gets out of your life and mine too. And we looked yesterday, so if you missed that, you might want to listen to it, at elements of the inner life, the, the thoughts and the feelings of children of the light. Now we go on. And you might just brood about this today. Looking a little deeper, we find that these children of light really are devoted to doing what is good and right. Am I really devoted to that in my will? Their will is habitually attuned to it, just as their mind and emotions are habitually homing in on God. They are attentive to rightness, to kindness, to helpfulness, and they are purposefully knowledgeable about life, about what people need, about how to do what is right and good in appropriate ways. And that lies before me and you today. I don't need money. I don't need education. I don't need a job or a title. My will can move to the good. These are people who do not think first of themselves and what they want. And they really care very little, if at all, about getting their own way. Let each of you regard one another as more important than yourself. Do not look out for your own personal interest, but for the interest of others. That's Paul writing to the Church of Philippi, chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. These are easy and good words to the children of the light. They are abandoned to God's will and do not struggle and deliberate as to whether they will do what they know to be wrong. They don't hesitate to do what they know to be right. It is the obvious thing to do. So, now I want to brood, conceive, hatch, um, bring forth that kind of life inside me. So, here's a few thoughts on that today. Uh, use today to practice not getting your own way. And pick some quite concrete things. When you're exercising, go five minutes longer than you had planned to or really want to. When you're eating, eat something you didn't really want to eat. Hopefully something that's quite healthy. Crank out one extra email that you don't have to do, that you didn't want to do. When you're with another person, allow that other person to decide what you will do together or what you will watch together 
or where or what you will eat together. And don't do it with a grudging spirit. Throw yourself wholeheartedly in it. Those are ways, and there'll be a bunch of other ones that you can brood over, and I can too. How do I cultivate a will that is not attached to getting its own way for the sake of ego and self? And then children of light have a different kind of body. That, of course, involves their body. The body has come over to the side of their will to do good. It is constantly poised to do what is right and good without thinking. And that also means it does not automatically move into what is wrong, even contrary to the resolves and intentions, before they can think to not do it. It is no longer true of them that their spirit is willing, but their flesh is weak. The spirit has taken over their members, the parts of their body. So I just brood over, what would it be like to have a body like that? Consequently, we do not see them always trapped by what their tongue facial expressions, eyes, hands, and so on, have already done before they can think. For their body and its parts are consecrated to serve God and are habituated to be His holy instruments. They instinctively avoid the paths of temptations. The bodies of these people even look different. There is a freshness about them a kind of quiet strength, and a transparency. They are rested and playful in a bodily strength that is from God. And I will tell you, for folks who knew Dallas and could be around him, being around his body was a life-giving thing. And there was a restfulness to it, an unhurried quality, and an ease that made you, when you were with it, feel like, I want that. Other, other people's heart rates tend to slow down to match his. It really is possible. He who raised up Christ from the dead has given life to their bodies through his spirit and dwells in them. So, take a moment right now with your body and be grateful for it. Yes, your body. Not wishing that you had somebody else's you have a little kingdom, and so do I. And I'm able to hear, and I'm able to think, and I have hands that are able to do good. I'm able to look at uh, unbelievable beauty all around me. Take a deep breath. Relax your body. Offer it eyes, ears, mouths, hands and feet to God to do goodwill today. Brood over that mass that is your will and your body and offer it today. We do not know what good God will do with it beyond that adventure. I'll see you next time. <laughs>